Good morning and rise and shine. Good morning to you. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Welcome to Key Empowerment. I'm Dr. K and these are key moments to empower your life. Let's see those keys and let's see those hearts. Those keys and those hearts. Those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we bind in earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth will be loose in heaven. Those hearts are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing that anyone can do about it. Yes, you hear the pages of my heart. Good morning to my husband. I am so grateful for him. He keeps me in stitches, guys. Good morning to our key team who are listening. Good morning to you. Good morning to our international family who's chiming in right now. I'm so excited today because today is Wisdom Wednesday. And... Um, I get to answer your questions. Yay! As I go, we're answering questions on Wisdom Wednesday as they come in. It doesn't matter what question it is. You know, sometimes when um, I get questions, I answer them right away. And so, you know, my assistant, he goes, you know, did you get any questions? I'm like, oh, snap. I keep answering them. And I, God, I gotta wait because I'd be so excited um, for inquiring minds. They want to know. They want to know about Jesus. They want to know about their relationship with the Lord. They want to know about what they should do in their life and what's going on. And I absolutely absolutely love it so i hope you are ready today and you got your pen and paper because we are going to dive into one of the questions as we say the name jesus all up and down the timeline we're going into a word of prayer because we're gonna need a minute i said a minute air er, er second er minute of what we get ready to talk about today which is a very good question i thought it was a very very good question and um i think that um in, because this person is so inquisitive regarding their relationship with jesus christ they just want to know certain things so i we're sending the name jesus all up and down the timeline and uh we're gonna just dive right into prayer and dive right into the question uh i as martin would say oh i oh i <laughs> i know i have tons of energy that's just the way god made me father in the name of jesus we thank you and we glorify you for being who you are we honor you we reverence you and we bless your holy name there is no god like you father we say thank you jesus thank you for the blood thank you for holiness thank you for peace thank you for righteousness thank you jesus for all that you have done all that you are doing and all that you are going to do we thank you and we honor and reverence you now lord god thank you for this realm of key empowerment our first our first wisdom day father in the new year so thank you for this thank you for allowing us to see it and god holy spirit of god lead us guide us direct us speak to us and bring clarity in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen and amen good morning tallahassee florida good morning to you good morning to every last one of you so let me uh just go and get this question that was asked um that i thought was a very good question um that that uh that i was led to choose um it says here which is absolutely phenomenal um you know the 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 the, in, the inquiring mind sent a question and uh it says he says can you elaborate on the fullness of god and how jesus operated in it or how it operated in jesus i love that can you elaborate on the fullness of God and how Jesus operated in it 
or how it operated in Jesus, which I absolutely love. My stomach is like, I'm hungry. No, you're not eating. It's too early to eat. Um, and so I love this because the Bible says that God's people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge, right? And this is why, you know, it it is um, the spirit of the Lord God impressed in my spirit to open the floor for questions to be asked um, so that he can kind of sort of like use my mouth to be able to release answers to you as you ask the questions. And I'm so grateful. Now, I don't know how long he's going to allow um, us to do this on these wisdom days, uh, but um, I'm going to do the best that I can to be as submitted to the Holy Spirit of God and sensitive to his unctions and promptings when it comes down to what he's doing. The pages of my heart are going to be turning today because you know, my book, my, 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 my table in my studio is, it's, it's, it's a nice size, but it's not large enough to hold all of my study, uh, my, my, my study guides, my, what I study with, right? My study notes, my, my Bibles, because I read from so many different versions of the Bible to gain an understanding of what the Bible is saying, the word of God is saying, because if you ever take the word of God literal, I mean literal, um, what happens is, is that you will become religious. And um, there are mysteries within the word of God that need to be revealed to you as his servant, as the spirit of God begins to lead you on how to study. This is why the Bible said, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth, because so many times we take the word of God literal and the word of God is not meant to be taken literal. It is to be taken with a revelation, illumination and understanding. This is why the Bible says that we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God. This is why this is why Jesus said there are mysteries in the word of God. You know, I mean, this is just the bottom line. I mean, I mean, in the book of Leviticus, it tells you that the man should not shave his the sides of his head. But you got people shaving the sides of their head all the time. But, you know, their sides all the time and shouldn't cut their beard. They're doing all the time. It doesn't mean you know, I mean, you have to be able to know what to do to study. So I love this uh, question that um, that was asked because apparently this this uh, inquirer mind uh, wants to know how Jesus did it. How did Jesus do it? Um, and then this person, um, came back with a, uh, a Bible verse, uh, Colossians 1 and 19. So, um, we're going to be releasing a lot of scripture today to help to identify and answer this question the best way that the Holy Spirit of God will allow me to answer it in the time allowed. So he said, how, he says, can you elaborate on the fullness of God? and how Jesus operated in it, or how it operated in Jesus. And he went to, and he gave me a scripture, Colossians 1 and 19. So let's go there, and you'll hear the pages of my heart, um, because I have to um, refer to the word of God. Amen. He gave me Colossians 1 and 19, so I take it he was studying, and he... Um, just just was reading over the word of God. And so this is the scripture where he began to, um, I guess, study from. Um, it says, For it pleased the Father 
that in him should all fullness dwell. Now, one thing uh, you must understand is that when you are reading the scripture, it's imperative uh, to gain a, 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 a the beginning of your understanding in reading the contents of the context of the scripture, right? So you read the content within the context of the scripture. And in doing that, the context of the scripture starts at verse 18. So you want to begin to read before and after what you're reading. Because if you take just a script, a Bible verse, and one little verse, honestly, you can read one little verse and get a revelation. And you can study one little verse for months on months out, one little verse. But in order to really gain the context within the content of the verse that you're reading, you want to read before and after. So I want to make that very clearly because the reader and the, the person who sent the question, they only sent that one little Bible verse. And that one little Bible verse, again, was Colossians 1 and 19, which says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And then there was a semicolon after that. So the semicolon, um, you have to read, when you see colons and semicolons, you must read, definitely you have to read before that because prior to the semicolon and colon is just an introduction to what's to come after that. It begins to open up the way. Um, it, it's like a red carpet to what comes after that, right? So let's go up and read it in the context. Let's read this content in context. Um, and and, and what, what, what Paul and who Paul is writing to is the Colossians. And he is, um, he's writing here regarding the person and work of Christ. And so we're starting at verse 18, Regina, and it says, and he, and, and I'm reading, let's see what version I'm reading from. <laughs> I'm reading from the, what version am I reading here? Because I'm reading my husband's Bible and his Bible is so neat. It's, it almost makes me scared. I'm reading from the King James Version. I be, you know, my, my versions are all messed up and, and, and <laughs> I have messed up Bibles. My husband's Bible is they're They're so, my husband's Bible is so clean. I can't, I, I almost don't want to pick it up, but I have to pick it up because certain parts of my Bible and the KJV, they're so messed up until it's one there. Some of them are illegible because I have so many markings in it. And then, um, it's just, you know, colors and, you know, and so my husband's Bible is just a little bit. I've never seen anyone who has a neat Bible. My husband's Bible, it makes me scared. My husband's Bible is so clean. When I read it, I got to go look at the contest to find out what stuff is. I'm just being honest, right? So I'm reading the King James Version of the Bible. All right, so let's read the beginning of it. And we're reading verse 18, the person and work of Christ. This is the content. This is the context of the content that of the question that was sent here. It says, and he is the head of the body, the church. We're talking about Jesus, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. This is where the question is coming from. But here we go, semicolon. And, comma, having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. Reconcile all things unto himself. Semicolon. By him, comma, I say comma, whether they be 
in whether they be things in earth, comma, or things in heaven. So this is where we begin to see the person and works of Christ. As it pertains to the question that has been asked, we've read the scripture and we've read the context of what the content of the question is asking or the Bible verse. And so we begin to see the person and work of Christ which is the fullness of Christ. So first we must understand, and we have our Vines Dictionary. We want to get a Vines, right? So when we begin to get a Vines to begin to study, to show ourselves approved of God, the Vines Concise Dictionary of the Bible. Yes, I still go old school because it works. So this individual question that is asked is asking as it pertains to the fullness. How did Jesus do this? How did he operate in the fullness, which is what we like to call the triune, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit of God? How did Jesus do this? Or he says, how did it work in Jesus? But first, you have to understand what fullness is. And when you read what fullness is in the concise dictionary of the vines, you will read that it is that which means full. And it's, it's so simple because remember now, God takes the simple things to confound the wise. So that is which a thing is full. It is thus used of the grace and truth manifested in Christ. And so when we begin to see the fullness of the Lord, who was all and what this scripture is talking about is that he was all human and then he was all uh, God. So he was God in the flesh. Right. And so when we begin to see that he was God in the flesh and we begin to understand that he was God in the flesh, then we understand. Watch this now. And this is going to be so imperative. And this in itself is an illumination of this, of the content of the of, of, of the verse that and the question that's been asked. Watch what it says after the verse that comes that he submitted. It says and having made verse 20, having made. Peace through the blood of what? His cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. He then reconciled all things to himself, right? Let's go to, I want to go to, let me see. I want to go to, my husband's going to just, I'm just going to bend his pages just a little bit because I'm in his Bible and uh, he, he's going to be okay. He's probably going to say, why did you do that? But he's going to be okay. Let's go to, and I want to go here. Uh, to John, the first chapter and the first verse. And I want to just read, um, it says here, this is God becoming a human being, right? So this is God becoming a human being. John, the first chapter, because this verse just chumped, it just popped right into my, into my spirit. It says, in the beginning was the what? The word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It says the same was in the beginning with God. Listen to this. I, and I need you to hear this because this is absolutely profound. And this is going, this is when I say this is absolutely profound. This is absolutely profound. Listen to it again. In the beginning was the word capital W and the word capital W was with God and the word capital W was God. So the word itself was God, which means, and I know y'all not going to like this, 
but y'all going to be all right. If the word was already with God, that means the word is more important than Jesus because the word is Jesus and Jesus is the word. But the word was in the beginning. Y'all going to get this in just a minute, right? So the word of God is even, it takes, it takes precedence even over Jesus because the word was already in existence before G y'all going to be all right before Jesus came into the earth y'all are going to be okay right the word was made manifest the word itself was listen to this in the beginning was the word Jesus the word the word was Jesus and Jesus is the word let's say this again the word is Jesus and Jesus is the word so in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. This is why God's word does not return unto him void. It accomplishes that which it has been set forth to do. And if Jesus is the word, when he returned back to his father, he didn't return void. The word does not return unto God void. It accomplishes what it has been sent forth to do. So Jesus, so God then sent his word to earth in the form of Jesus Christ, who accomplished the will of God. Let's read it again. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So now the fullness of God is found in his word. Y'all gonna be all right. The fullness of God is found in his word because the word was made flesh and sent to earth through Jesus Christ. So now what happens is Jesus, let's go to Colossians, the first chapter. And I want to read this because it is absolutely uh, going to absolutely make so much sense when we begin to put it all together. It says here, it says here, the person and work of Jesus Christ. Let's read after the semicolon and having verse 20 and having made peace through the cross of the blood of uh, through through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile because Jesus came with this to in the spirit and to release the spirit of reconciliation to reconcile us back to the father through the blood of who he is watch this by him to reconcile all things watch this unto himself he came Watch this and submit it and y'all going to be okay to himself. Why did he come to submit to himself? Because he himself is the word. He himself is the word. So he submitted to himself. Why? Because in the beginning was the word. Y'all going to be all right. In the beginning was the word. So the fullness of God is found in his word. This is why he released the Holy Spirit of God to help us to submit to who he is, who is the word. Can you elaborate? The question is, can you elaborate on the fullness of God and how Jesus operated in it? Or how it operated in Jesus? Well, the elaboration on the fullness of God and how Jesus operated in it is that he is the word. How did it operate in Jesus? He submitted to himself. 
He did that which pleaseth his father. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper. Okay, let's take a little bit deep. Let's go just a little bit deeper because he submitted to who he was. And when you understand that he submitted on who he was, then you will understand that in order to operate in the fullness of God, you must submit to who God is and who God is, is the word. This is why the enemy has a problem with you reading and studying the word. <laughs> because when you begin to submit to the word of God, you begin to submit to the fullness of who God is. As you begin to allow the Lord God to teach you how to uh, and how to tap into the depth of who he is through the studying of the word of God and he and him illuminating the scriptures in your spirit, not through a religious standpoint, because when you take the scripture, literally, you're not absolutely studying. You're not taking the word of God and you're not studying the word of God. When you just read the word of God and say, boom, I've read the word of God. Let me close the book. You're not studying the word of God. You've just read the word of God, which means that you are not really tapped into the fullness of God. You have not tapped into the fullness of the Holy Spirit of God. You have not tapped into the fullness of who you serve. So now you've got the, watch this now, you've got the word living in you, but won't submit to the word in you because you won't allow the word of God to become illuminated in your spirit to operate in the fullness of who he is. I hope you all are getting this. Absolutely phenomenal. This is absolutely totally phenomenal. Let's go to Philippians, the second chapter. God, I can't. My husband's Bible is so He's it's just his Bible, y'all, is just oh Jesus. It's, it, it it makes me nervous reading his Bible because it's I've never it, it, it's, it's there are no wrinkles in it. There's no writings. There's no marking in it. I've just never seen anything like it in my life. Let's go to um. Philippians, the second chapter, um, verses five through seven, right? Let's go there right quick, right? So let's look at this. And if we read this, um, we will see that when we begin to read um, second, when we begin to read Philippians, the second chapter, it will start out um, with saying, uh, being humble like Christ. Talks about being humble like Christ. When you begin to read from the first verse of the second of the second chapter but for time's sake we're going to dive right in and we're going to read verses five through seven and it says let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus watch this this is going to be powerful who being in the form of god lord jesus on my soul today who being in the form of God. So now you see Jesus Christ in his deity, Jesus Christ in his deity, in his deity, watch this, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus himself thought it not robbery to be equal with his father. Why? Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. God is his word, his word is God, and Jesus became the word. Watch this. Here is the humanity of God. So now you see the deity of God 
It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now here is his humanity, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Here's his humanity. So you see his divinity and his humanity in Philippians, the second chapter, starting at the fifth verse. We're all the way. We're now into the seventh verse. Watch this. And was made in the likeness of men in the likeness of men. He's taking on the form of humanity. So now you have divinity and humanity in one. So he's 100% God and 100% human. But watch what he does. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. <laughs> oh God, it's evident. So Jesus himself says, now this is what I need to do. Because I am 100% God and then 100% human, I now have to become a servant. He never lost his deity. He never lost his divinity. Never. He just became humble to the will of the word. Okay. Okay, you're going to be all right. He, he, he submitted to the word. This is why the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore. Submit first, and then you'll be able to resist. So when you begin to study to show yourself approved unto God, you crucify the members of your flesh. You submit to the word of God. Then what happens is you are allowing the Holy Spirit of God in you to operate in the fullness of God. Now, are you going to be perfect? No. You are being perfected through the blood of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit of God. And so now there's, you're not going to be perfect in this. You're just not going to be perfect in it. You have to learn how to submit to God. You have to learn how to submit to the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God in you denotes and reflects the fullness of God in you. This is why you have the Holy Spirit of God. This is why you have to be led by the Spirit of God. Watch this now. The incarnation was the act of the pre-existent Son of God voluntarily assuming a human body and human nature. Without ceasing to become God or without ceasing to be God, he became a human being. The man called Jesus. This is how Jesus did it. He submitted. He then began to submit to who he was, which was the word. 100% God and 100% man. Y'all gonna be, y'all gonna be all right. Watch this now. He did not give up his deity to become human, but he set aside the right to his glory and power in submission to the Father's will. He limited his power and knowledge. This is what he did. Jesus of Nazareth was subject to place, time, and many other human limitations. Why did he do this? He did this to prove to us that we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. He did it to prove to us that greater is he that is within us than he that's in the world, right? What made his humanity unique was his freedom from sin. He did this to let us know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He was 100% human, yet he was without sin. In his full humanity, 
Jesus showed us everything about God's character that can be conveyed in human terms. <laughs> now, 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 for, for, for time's sake, I'm going to give you some scriptures that you can read on your own time and study um, that will help you to understand how Jesus submitted to convey in human terms the, in, the, the character of God. And, and, and I want you to just take these scriptures and read them in your own time. And this explains it further in these passages. Of course, we read John, but we want to read John in context. John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 14, Romans 1, 2 through 5, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, 1 Timothy 3, 16, Hebrews 2, 14, and John 1, again, 1 John uh, 1, 1 through 3, right? So this is how Jesus began to operate in his fullness. He just submitted to the word of God, who he is, was, and is to come and will never change. Somebody say the word. Go ahead. Say say the, the word. The word of God, right? And so now, how do you do this? How do you do this? Let's go to Romans, the second chapter. Romans, the second chapter. Romans, Lord, my husband's Bible. Let me get my Bible. Um, let me, I, I, Romans, is, Romans is in my Bible. I can turn the pages in my Bible. I'd be nervous to turn the pages in my husband's Bible. But let me, let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans. Romans. Let's go to Romans, which is after the Acts, so we understand the Gospels and then the Acts, because the uh, the, the, the 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 that's a whole other revelation within itself. Why Acts is after the Gospels? Let's let's go to Romans, the twelfth chapter, because I can really turn my pages. My husband's pages. I'm scared to turn because it's just, it's just, it's just, it's right. Watch this now. It says here. Uh, Let's start at the verse. Let's start at verse one. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. Watch this. Which is your reasonable service and which is italicized, which is is italicized. That's another topic. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind, semicolon, that you may what? Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect what? Will of God. So that you may prove that which is perfect, ex acceptable and perfect what? Will of God. So how do you operate in the fullness of God? How can you even reflect the fullness of God? The only way you can reflect the fullness of God is to begin to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do you do this? With a renewed mind. And as your mind is renewed, your life is transformed to prove the perfect will of God. How do you do this? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Let's go back to Philippians, the second chapter. Let's, let's go there because I can, I, can, I can move in my Bible. I can't really move in my husband's Bible. Let's go, to, let's go to Philippians, the second chapter, and let's read it again. How do you do this? Let this mind be in you, which was what? Also in Christ Jesus. If I want to operate in the fullness of like Jesus operated, then I must think like Jesus. I must be, watch this, 
I must let his mind be in me. And this, this is what blows my mind about this. Because watch what the scripture says here. This, is, this, this right here, it blew my mind when the Holy Spirit of God began to deal with me years ago regarding this. It says here, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So I'm sitting up here saying, okay, this little word right here was, this word was is very powerful. Because if it was in Christ Jesus, where is it? Because it doesn't say, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. It says, in which was in Christ Jesus. So I begin to really, years ago, because I'm a word girl, and because I'm very detailed, when it comes down to certain things, I'm extremely inquisitive when it comes down to detail. This is just how I am. This is how God made my mind, and I kind of like it. So the Bible never says, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, which was which is present tense. It says was, which is past tense. So now if I turn that word was around, it means saw. And this means that I saw what was in Christ Jesus when I begin to study and gain his mind. Because if it was in him, where is it now? If it was in Christ Jesus, where is his mind now? If it was in him, because it doesn't say which is because I'm trying to operate in the fullness of Christ. I'm trying to be like Jesus Christ. So now I'm reading Philippians, the second chapter and this little fifth verse. It says, let this mind, this mind, which be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. OK, what you talking about, Holy Ghost? Why would you say and allow the transliteration of Greek to be put here and says, was I'm, I'm trying to understand that because it don't make no sense to me because if it was in him where is it now and the holy spirit of god said to me king you know where it is i said what he said it's waiting for you to grab it what the mind of christ is waiting for you to grab it and you have to see the mind of christ through the mysteries of the word of god what so when you see it and it gets into your spirit you saw it i was like Wait a minute, God. You See, that's how God did with me. So now when you saw it, you will always see it because it will be embedded into your spirit. This is why you have to study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. Watch this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Watch this now. Who being in the form of God, I cannot even be in the form of God until I grasp the mind of Christ, which was in the beginning that came into the flesh, which is the word. We read that in John, the first chapter. It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be what? Equal with God. Oh, this is where the church is going to have a problem with. I can't be like God. I cannot be like God. Well, if Jesus himself, and y'all going to be all right when I say this. You're going to be all right when I say this. If Jesus himself thought it not robbery to be equal with God through having, through his mind, what's wrong with us? If we are to be like Jesus who thought himself to be not equal, who thought himself to be equal with God, why can't we not think we are equal with God like Jesus was? Okay, y'all gonna be all right. This is, this is, see, when we don't have this, this concept, when we don't get this, when we don't, because, okay, let's, let's go back. Because I think, 
this where the enemy don't want you to really get this. He don't he, he really honestly he don't really want us to get this. He don't really want he don't really want us to get this. Because when God, when Jesus said, Jesus, the Bible says here, he thought himself to watch this. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Why? Because he himself is, was, and always will be God in the flesh. That ain't changing. He resurrected. He resurrected in his glorified body. But you cannot dismiss the fact and you cannot steal the fact and you cannot steal the revelation, illumination, understanding and consecration of his body that was made in human form as God in the flesh. You, you cannot do that. You cannot rob him of that right because he was totally God and human in the flesh, in the earthly realm. This is why. It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Watch this. But made himself of no reputation and took on him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Colon. And being found in fashion as a man, he what? Humbled himself and became what? Obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Period. And so now in understanding in understanding how to operate in the fullness of who, who you are in God, it takes obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedient to who? Obedient to the word of God through the Holy Spirit of God, enabling you to be led by his spirit through what? The conviction of who he is. And when the spirit of God begins to convict you and you obey the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God, it persuades you and causes you to submit to the word of God. And this is why Jesus was able to operate in the fullness of who he is because he submitted to who he is, which was the word of God, which was God in the heavenlies. Y'all going to be all right in just a minute. This is why we have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. This is why we have to be sons of God. This is why we have to move into being ambassadors for Christ. This is why we have to move. We can't stay. And this is why when we rob, when we don't think, y'all going to be all right when I say this. Y'all are going to be okay when I say this. When you don't think you can be like Jesus, you've just robbed yourself of being like Jesus. When you don't think like Jesus thinks, you have now allowed the thief to operate in your realm because now he has told you, you can't be like Jesus. You can't be like God. He himself has told you that because if we are to have the mind of God, the mind of God says, I found it not robbery to be equal like to God, my father. Why? Because in the beginning was the word. And so I took on the form, the word. I took on the form of my father. So I'm equal with my father. This is why God gave all power to Jesus. Okay. In order for us to operate in the fullness like Jesus operated in, we have to think like Jesus. It, it, it cannot. We, it, it cannot be. We must think like Jesus. How do we think like Jesus? How do we grasp the mind? In order for us to think like Jesus, we have to grasp his mind. How do we grasp his mind? Because the word of God is the spirit of God. It is the mind of God. <laughs> I can't turn my husband's book. 
like I turned mine. <laughs> let me, let me turn, let me turn mine. Cause mine, mine I can turn. I, I can turn mine. I, I can turn my pages. Cause I can turn my pages with conviction. <laughs> Let's go there. The word was made flesh. Watch this. In the beginning was what? The word. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word, which means that the word was here before Jesus. Jesus became. This is how important the word is. Y'all going to be all right. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God <laughs> and all things were made by him and with him was not anything made that was made. <laughs> and you will find that in the beginning. And God said his word came forth. Y'all going to be okay in just a little while. This is why in order to operate in the fullness of God, you have to be submitted to the word. So the question was, can you elaborate? On the fullness of God. The fullness of God. Let's go. To the vines. Concise dictionary of the Bible. And look at this word in the Greek. Because this is what it was transliterated from. You will see that this word. Fullness. Fullness. It denotes fullness. That of which is. That of which a thing is full. It is thus used of the grace and truth manifested in Christ. Fullness. Both divinity and humanity operating in one man submitted to who he was, which is, was, and shall always be the manifestation of what was in the beginning in the flesh. The word. This is why the enemy doesn't want you to read and study the word. He don't want you to study the word. The word of God, as you begin to get the word of God in your spirit, <laughs> not in your flesh. Because when you just read the word of God, your, your, your flesh is like, okay, you read. Okay, boom, that's it. But when you actually sit down and become intimate with the word of God, through studying the word of God, the word of God, which was in the beginning, begins to join in with your spirit through the Holy Spirit of God. The word of God begins to renew your mind. According to Romans, the 12th chapter, the renewed mind begins to transform your life because as it begins to transform your life, why? Because now you're thinking like the word. And as you begin to think like the word, you're thinking like Jesus who found himself not robbery to be equal with God who was the word and who is the word. This is why his word does not return unto him void. Oh God, Lord have mercy. The Holy Spirit of God is absolutely amazing as we begin to wrap this thing up. I pray to the Lord that he has ministered to you I want to leave you with something before we bail out of here. The Holy Spirit of God said this to me this morning. He 
He said, I want you to leave this with my people. I said, yes, Lord. Second Kings, the 16th, 6th chapter. I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on this on Friday morning if the Holy Spirit of God will allow me to do so. Second Kings. See, I read from, now, I, I like technology, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I have like a new school look, but I'm really old school. So I come to I come to I come to church with my Bible. I come to church with my highlighter. I very rarely will you see me reading from a tablet. I'm, that's just me. That's just me because I believe spirits get into technology. Come on, somebody, and they fool with technology. And it has happened to me too many times where I've tried to read the Bible, and all of a sudden, it, my, my word, the Bible, the tablet gets stuck, and I'm just all jacked up. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not even going to give the enemy any ammunition <coughs> to cause me not to say what God want me to say. And no, I'm not going to do that. So I'm old fashioned. So you will hear me turning the pages of my heart. Because it was in those times where I wanted to give up with the word of God. I began to hear those pages turn and I began to press that book up against my, my chest, literally. And it began to calm. It began to soothe me through times when I wanted to give up. But I want to leave you this. Second Kings, the sixth chapter. I love the Bible. Oh, I love the word, y'all. Second Kings, the sixth chapter, verses 16 through 17. And the spirit of the Lord God wanted me to leave this with you today. He says, and this is what the prophet is saying. And he answered his servant, fear not, for they that, with, that, they, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. The Spirit of the Lord God wants me to end this broadcast by saying, it doesn't matter who is against you. There are more people that God has assigned in your life that are with you than they who are against you. Don't be afraid to step out. Don't be afraid of what people are saying. Don't be afraid of what you're facing. <clears throat> because as sure as I live, if the Holy Spirit of God has led you and God has told you to do what it is that you are afraid to do, know that he has equipped people around you that will support you and uphold you in the assignment that he's given you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because there are more people who are with you than those who are against you. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area develops strength. We are gaining understandings because you need to understand that God's people perish for their lack of knowledge. And because you are not afraid to hear the word of God and ask your questions, I'm telling you that you will not perish because of your lack of knowledge. As the spirit of the Lord God allowed me to read 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, I say it again, fear not for those that look like and as many as it look like are against you. God has assigned an angelic host to stand with you and be with you. There are more people and more divine placements of stability and support that are with you than what it looks like. Don't be deceived by what you see because God himself is with you. He's with you. He's going to uphold you. He's going to support you. Fear not. 
there are more who are with you than are against you. <laughs> I love God for what he is doing and how he has moved today on this wisdom day in key empowerment. Continue to submit your questions because the more questions you ask, the more I can go before the Lord and seek on your behalf. If you're sowing today, you're sowing, the, and, I, and I need you to hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. You, you, you sow, name your seed because you know your need. But if you have received something today in this teaching, you're going to name your seed the fullness of God. <laughs> I love that. The fullness of God. I just absolutely love this. Which denotes you're going to submit as best as you can to the fullness of God, which is his word. You're going to find the mind of God. You're going to find the mind of Christ through his word. And as you allow the word of God to renew your mind, your life is going to be transformed. You're going to begin to think it not robbery. Because when you begin to think like Christ, you think like God. <laughs> when you begin to think like Christ, you think like God. And as you begin to think like Christ and think like God, you're not robbing yourself to be equal to the mind of God. <clears throat> Just like Christ did. No, you're not being deep. Deep calleth unto deep. Come out of the shallowness of the water and launch your net into the deep. So God can cause you to pull up the overflow of who he is in you. I'm telling you, we are moving in a new realm. And I absolutely love God for what he's doing. Because we are speaking to the spirit of man. Because there's been too many times that flesh has had his way. And so now we are speaking to the spirit of man. And so some of you is someone I just saw that named their seed obedience. You definitely would want to do that and follow suit if you want to do that as well. I'm going to do the best that I can to obey the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And I want to thank you for your seeds on this first wisdom here in Key Pyramids. I absolutely love the Lord for what he is doing in the life of Key Pyramid and in this realm. God himself is speaking and God himself, the Holy Spirit of God, is moving and he's bringing understanding and he's shifting your spirit through hearing the word of God and hearing we've seen too much. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord God is saying. And we have allowed our eyes to move us from a spiritual place. Now we have to black out what we're seeing because you have to understand something that the just shall walk. They shall live by faith and not by sight. So what you're seeing is really, it's, it's, it's a contradiction to what God's word says. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord God is saying to the church. I refuse to move from speaking audibly over the over the airwaves because we have to learn how watch this and you're going to be okay and i want to say this as the spirit of god begin to give me utterance and begin to show this to me saul who called himself paul because jesus never called him paul but that's another topic within itself god never named it's all right that's another that's another topic within itself saul who called himself paul who's on his way on the way to damascus when he got knocked off of his beast Jesus, he got blinded. His sight got blinded. He found Ananias through his hearing, which means that his hearing became increased through the blinding of his eyes. Lord Jesus. His hearing became increased 
through the blinding of his eyes. And he then got to know God. He got to know Jesus through what he heard, not through what he saw. Because he had to find Ananias, good God from glory today, through his hearing. He had to go and seek him out through his hearing. He had gotten blinded because God needed him to adjust his hearing. This is why he that had an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord God is saying to the church. And I will not budge from allowing the sound of God to ring out through the airwaves so that you can hear what the spirit of the Lord God is saying to the church. This is why God has allowed these audios to come forth because we have seen so much with our eyes that we have allowed our eyes to distort and move our spirit out of position. This is why the hearing of Paul was so increased because his sight was no longer allowed to operate. <laughs> Love God. Somebody say God is prophetic. <laughs> God is prophetic. <laughs> I love him for that. Listen, until Friday morning at 5.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I want you to receive a blessed day, to have a blessed day. Consistency in any area. Develop strength. <laughs> See, when the Spirit of the Lord God begins to revelate his word to me and begins to give me the simplistic way of revelation to help me to identify who he is. He allows me to see who he is through what I saw, which keeps me in the realm of the spirit to gain his mind. Remember, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus, who that was in Christ Jesus, also be in you. And when you turn that word around was, it means saw, which means you've already seen. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic and a revelation within itself. The simplicities of the word of God will help you encompass the fullness of who he is. <laughs> I love God for that with my crazy self. <laughs> Listen, consistency in any area develops strength. I want to thank you all for sowing and your giving financially into this ministry and your support. I love you with the love of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing that you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto man, unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. Until Friday morning, be blessed of the Lord. And I thank God for every person that hears the word of God through my mouth and whose lives are transformed. God bless you.